0: It's Christmas time and it's groovy. It's Christmas time and it's hip. It's Christmas time and it's groovy and hip. So everybody have a cool and groovy kind of Christmas. Christmas episode of Sounds from the Seventies with Gary and Rob, sometimes known as Santa's Secret Elf. Santa's Secret Elf. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, we are coming today uh, from about actually just ten miles from Santa's workshop, I'm talking like we're uh, <laughs> talking like Casey Kasem, from Santa's workshop. <laughs>
1: ten miles from uh, Santa's workshop. Uh, ten miles
0: from Santa's workshop in the North Pole. Ooh. Well. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we are here in a damn cold studio with a bunch of people around us who have had too much to drink and no time to think about the consequences, which they will tomorrow. Right? I believe it, yeah. <laughs> you with me? I'm kind you of, trying? I'm just, I'm just, just double has checking. Had one, one too many pops, as they say, tonight.
1: I'm just, uh, I'm a little uh, slow and the, the, the eggnogged. I've been eggnogged.
0: Have you been eggnogged? Did, some- Did somebody uh, egg your nog? I <laughs> was
1: walking down the street, minding my own business. This van drops by, eggnog. Eggnog. They didn't. Just, so just shouted eggnog and drove away.
0: Hey, you know what? This is our special Christmas episode. There will be no. There's no theme music at the beginning and end. No. Theme- that means hopefully no editing at all in today's show.
1: We just we just cut and dry and sent it out.
0: And Send it out just like that.
1: It's going to be dry.
0: And it's a, it's it's a good day to do the show. It's cold. It's miserable outside. And it's hideously uh, cold. What?
1: Hideously cold.
0: It's not hideously cold. Yeah. It's cold. Hideously cold is when it is is, is 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 we can't even, we can even see it. No, we can't see it. We can't even see our breath outside. But you can see your breath even before you even had a breath. That's cold.
1: I can see my breath outside. Anyways. We'll agree to decide. It's disagree already well. turning
0: into a bad Christmas show. You've turned it into a bad Christmas show already.
1: <laughs> it's hideously cold. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The <laughs> gardening big, channel thrives on us. It's a very contentious Christmas <laughs> show already.
0: Now, before we get started with all the fun and chaos of our fourth annual Christmas special, we have, Rob, some sober Christmas news.
1: Sobering Christmas news? What? Sober Christmas news.
0: Yes, sober Christmas news. When we were uh, booking the guests for this special, uh, we didn't do a lot of background checks. Like we never do. And uh, I have to blame this on our former producer, uh, Uptown Mike. Yeah, on our staff. And even though he isn't working here anymore. Our former staff. He still should have known better when not doing the booking.
1: He's our chief of former staff.
0: He didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't check things, as they say. Well, he was. He was kind of fired a long time ago. But <laughs> but still, we
1: count on him to check things.
0: We count on him to cover our. Uh, I guess our asses, as they say in the business. Do yeah. they say that in the business?
1: In some businesses, yes. Oh,
0: oh oh yeah! I just I had to add that in just so it got Christmassy. So, anyways, it <laughs> seems. It seems that. Comedian extraordinaire Foster Brooks, and I use the word "extraordinaire" very loosely, has uh, passed away recently, and we didn't know. Uh, And then we, you know, we accidentally booked him. I guess I don't know how he can book a guy that's dead. I don't know that we run in the same circles. Uh, You think we would have heard? It it seems. It seems he passed away just just twenty one years ago. (laughs) For criminy's sake, so. So our condolences to his family, and of course, uh, Foster won't be here. But you know what, Rob? In the Christmas spirit, maybe he's, he's here in spirit. Watching over us. Watching over us, getting drunk, like always.
1: Like always. Stupid drunk. Drunk comments. <laughs> Only a drunk guy or character playing a drunk guy could get away with.
0: By the way, he was just a character. Playing he a was a character. Yeah, but uh, And he'd be up there going, you go, guys. And uh, but if he is here in spirit, uh, we still don't have to pay him because he's a spirit.
1: Yeah, yeah. He try and collect spirit.
0: We are. We were also surprised uh, to find out. I actually was that uh, Fred Travellina had recently passed away in two thousand nine, well, for criminally sake. So I feel really bad because I was so mad at him because on our last show that I banned him from. Uh, from ever appearing on our show again, which I guess still stands. I guess he's still banned because he can't. Uh, yeah, but this get time, on the show.
1: This time he's banned himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that was a, that was another not checking the, uh,
1: the background. I guess the, just the background
0: uh, yeah. of the guests that we wanted. So uh, Steve Lawrence though is still alive. It's just that his agent pissed me off so much that I still don't want Steve on our show. He will not be here tonight.
1: No, not unless he gets a new agent.
0: Yeah, his agent is an asshat, which I think I mentioned a couple times uh, earlier. Uh,
1: Steve Lawrence, your agent is an asshat. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, His His
0: ass is like a hat, if anybody can... Understand. That. He wears his ass as a hat,
1: and to do that, he has to bend in an unnatural way.
0: But Steve, we love you. We love you. You're yeah,
1: like, you should be here now.
0: You're like you're like you're like our our Robert Goulet,
1: our very own Robert Goulet.
0: And if you think that's a compliment, uh, don't. <coughs> and finally, and finally, Charo, oh, Gucci Gucci, Gucci Gucci. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to her. I am too. Where but is she? we have some sober news about that too. <laughs> Actually, she heard one of our episodes and has decided, in no way, shape, or form, to be on our show this week or any other week. Are we still affiliated? I don't know what that means. I don't either. She doesn't. You see, <laughs> she she doesn't want anything to do with this show. She she doesn't even want to listen to it. She doesn't want to be on it. She doesn't even want to know that she heard about it in the first place.
1: And if we ever harass her again.
0: Yeah, we did harass we'll her a couple sued. of times. Because she she does that coochie coochie.
1: Goochie coochie. Yeah. How could the, the someone who does coochie coochie be mad no, all the
0: I even like to say coochie coochie. Goochie coochie coochie. So we have no special guests. Uh, but what we do have is our audience that listens to us week after week and a whole lot of love just, just for everybody this Christmas season. I, I feel so much love this Christmas season. It's almost too much love.
1: You know, you should have some love removed by a doctor.
0: <laughs> I got an overabundance of love and I got to see the, the love doctor. <laughs> doctor love. Calling doctor love. And you know what? Our audience and love that's enough to make one heck of a show tonight. Isn't it, Rob?
1: I think it is. I think my heart's growing one or two times. It's Oh, that's gorgeous. because it's I... enlarged. Didn't I tell you that?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Once again, the doctors, that bunch of naysayers.
0: <laughs> I forgot that the, that the doctor called today and said you have an enlarged heart and maybe have a year. So anyways, Merry
1: <laughs> Christmas. Uh... <laughs> he said, I got a big heart. That's something I knew all along. I'm full of. I hard. guess
0: you misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> the album we will be reviewing today is John Denver's 1975 album, Rocky Mountain Christmas. It's a, a Christmas album with a lot of mountains and stuff.
1: And some. Hence uh, the title. Some uh, yeah, kind of uh, not flatland kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: It's not a prairie album. No. It's
1: not, it's not
0: John Denver's Prairie Christmas. Don't go to the ocean and listen to this No, song. it's not an ocean album. It's a Rocky Rock, you Mountain album. I need some height. Uh, but we don't want to reveal too much right now. <laughs> not the album. But we're going to tell it's you. It's it, it has something to do with Christmas and mountains. And mountains. <laughs> but that's for later.
1: You think those two are unrelated? Well, go tell it on the mountain. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Rob, what are your uh, Christmas plans this year? I know, I know that Christmas is just around the corner.
1: <laughs> uh, let yeah. me think. I'm going to avoid thinking about it for as long as is physically possible. Well,
0: oh, you got to remember that it's just around the corner, Rob.
1: Yeah, and uh, the thing that kind of prevents me from completely putting it out of my mind is the abundance of Christmas music, which is played everywhere.
0: Oh, like we do. Yeah. Well, we're not playing it, but we're talking about it today. We had like one week and then we were done. (laughs) That's true, though. That is true. We got one. We do it one week a year and then we're done. It's like no no more. Yeah. So you're uh, you haven't really solved the problem or the question of what you're doing this Christmas. Uh, I would I would assume that you're hanging with the fam.
1: Only if they get me really good presents. Uh, anyways. Really good presence. We're not then gonna, get a, we're not gonna get a good
0: answer from him because he's he's, he's jovial. He's too jovial at Christmas is what he is.
1: Uh, remember how that the first part how he said I'm gonna avoid thinking about it as long as possible? Well the joviality is all part of avoiding thinking. Odds about and it. ends,
0: you know uh, <laughs> odds and ends, lost time is not found again. As I just proved. And this week on odds and ends. Maybe. I just wanna remind you there was there was something I wanted I wanted to remember. From
1: last I didn't, week, that when we I had wrote to carry screen, on we had to say, "By golly, yes, we got to get back to this." Yes, story. and I—it uh, is a vital, yes. urgent importance that we. What
0: did we do last week? We were talking
1: about some stuff, and
0: uh, <laughs> ooh. what did we review? We just did the show a couple days ago. What did we? Well, that review? was T Rex, wasn't it? T Rex. I wanted to point out. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, it was T Rex. That's like the only. That's one of the only good yeah. things you've ever done in four years. Um,
1: Usually, I'm
0: just a vacuum. I said last week, and I want to correct this. I said that my brother and I listened to Electric Warrior and Slider. Slider. And that we kind of got mixed up with other things and didn't really listen to other T-Rex albums. That was actually, I don't know why I said that. I, I guess Cause I, that was. Because your
1: memories failed you.
0: I don't know why I said that. I really don't. It really wasn't the truth. I, I I have no idea. But when I was driving home after the show, I remembered that actually those were the... In North America, those were the only two albums that were in print. And it was very hard to get the other T-Rex albums. At that time, in the 70s and early 80s, uh, it was very hard to get imports anywhere from England oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it's... It's easy now, you just go on Amazon, you get imports and blah, blah, blah. But at that time, it was very hard. So if you were lucky enough to find it in the import bin, uh, a album, T-Rex, you'd have to order it and then you'd wait like three months. So you'd really have to want a record. So if they're not in the bin, we just never really would would pick it up. And that's the reason it had nothing against T-Rex. It was just that all of T-Rex's albums were in print in England. But they weren't in North America, except for Slider and uh, Electric Electric Warrior. Warrior. So that's why we never really followed up and listened to any other uh, T-Rex albums. Now you can listen to them all. They're on CD or whatever you want to listen to, and you can get a hold of them. But we didn't at the time. I wanted to clear that up because it kind of sounded like we didn't care about T-Rex after that. And that was a mistake. Uh, It it, it was just the whole not being able to get a hold of it thing. Uh, or difficult to get a hold of. You could always get a hold of in the in the used record shops. But.
1: I remember trying to order a few records, and uh, that was hit or miss. Sometimes you get it three weeks later. Sometimes they just forget.
0: You know what? It's a good story. <laughs> it's not a good story, but it's good It's be. a story. I actually had my brother. My brother worked at the university here, the university record store, which was well mm-hmm. known. And he worked there for about a year or so. And I ordered, like, uh, a Who album. I ordered, like, uh, I can't remember. It was a double album. Not a double album, but it was two albums in one. And it was an English import. It was like, uh, I was glad I got it, too. It was like It's, it's one of my favorite treasures because it's really rare. And it was a happy, not happy, Jack. It was a quick one. Because in, oh. in England, it was called a quick one. And on the other one, it was the Who sell out. And the American or the the American and Canadian version is crappy because the American one is, the Canadian one is called uh, Happy Jack and it's got different songs and the the artwork isn't good, but the English version is really, they got, it looks fabulous. But the point was I ordered that and I thought it was never coming because it took like months and months, but it was worth it because when it finally got here, it was like, wow. So that's sometimes, like Rob says, if you ordered something that wasn't that that rare or something, you got lucky, you can get it in three weeks. But at that time, sometimes it took three or four months, and you really had to want a record to order it.
1: I think the only one I ever got from ordering it was uh, Alice Cooper's Easy Action. Yeah. yeah. That was
0: actually, that was strange, because that was, never went out of print. But Whatever.
1: well they didn't have it in the stores let me tell you that oh yeah
0: if they didn't have the stores of course you could order from uh you know the north american distributor but even still that took three weeks sometimes
1: yeah it's not fast
0: cleared it up anyways uh i just want to remind everybody that after today's show we will be taking our annual holiday break and we won't be back for three weeks we will be partying after our next episode, uh, it's coming up. Just hold on. Oh, Just yeah. hold on. Don't don't yeah, don't, yeah. don't get party. excited. Let's get to the party. Our <laughs> next episode, we got a party to go to after we're done today's show because we have our Christmas party the same day that we do our Christmas show, and everybody's partying in the other room. We're in the sound room, so you can't hear them. I'm gonna get but so they're drunk. going woo woo. They're doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they're like uh, they taking off clothes and that.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get us arrested, so maybe keep a. a Ikshne on, on the nudity A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want him getting arrested before I get back there. <laughs> so our next episode we put on the interweb about January 5th or something like that. The first week in January, anyway. I don't know. That's... Yeah, I don't know. Why, why ask period. questions like that? Why 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 pressure me about when the show's going on? It'll be three weeks after this episode is aired, which is around December 15th, 16th? Sure. Yeah. we don't know we just we just do the show and go home so um I'm gonna tell you people that I will be spending at least half of my holidays wondering how my life got to this point so far and what mistakes I made
1: oh yeah where did I go wrong
0: where did I go wrong what why am I here now doing this show
1: the long dark tea time of the soul that's exactly what it Mm -hmm. And the other half,
0: I think I'll be doing some skeet shooting. You know what I do? I love the skeets. Pull. (laughs) I will be spending half of my vacation just going, (laughs) pull.
1: And you like skeet shooting while skiing.
0: Oh, I love the skeets. Skiing skeets. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I love the skeets. Uh, anyways, uh, Rob, what do you have planned for the your couple of weeks of vacation?
1: Uh, isolation. And I am going to... Jeez, you kill an audience. Yes, a like, novel. Oh, 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 and, you uh, just kill our audience. And <laughs> After that, I think I will release the novel I've written and then uh, unrelease it if that's possible.
0: Okay, as a Christmas present to all of you out there, I know he brings you down. You deserve it. Uh, I don't... Not you, the audience. My <laughs> co-host. I, I, I know he's a bummer, but uh, the monkey is not an alternative. So I'm the sorry.
1: monkey is, it turns out, has a disease.
0: I, we've got a great Christmas present for everybody right now. A good one? Uh, to all of you out there, all our listeners, uh, we have a whole bunch of email. Ooh. I'd forgotten about email. Yeah, we don't do email that much. It's it's actually our most popular segment, and we almost never do it. <laughs> uh, now, good. there are not... If you're... Waiting for Christmas email, there is none because people don't know when to send Christmas email to us. Yeah, it
1: always arrives too late.
0: Yeah, they either send it too early or too late or they never send it right in the middle. Uh, kind of like Goldilocks. Anyways, because because we tape ahead of time anyways, uh, blah, blah, blah. We don't get it. We don't get Christmas email. So these are not Christmas questions. But, but everybody always asks, why don't you have more email? Well, we got a whole bunch of email today. We got so much that even the uh, the internet people said that's too much email. So take some back. <laughs> the internet people take some back. Now, uh, of your email, if you, if your email is read on the air, uh, if you're a dude, you will receive a virtual handshake from Rob and myself. Virtual? Right there, yeah. There you go. And women will receive a virtual hug and a pinch on the bum.
1: It's a festive holiday pinch on the bum.
0: Remember, no gifts will be given out uh, for your email being read, except our gift of love and respect.
1: And we don't give that out easily.
0: And a pinch on the bum.
1: And a pinch so, on the bum. <laughs> <laughs> a respectful <laughs> pinch on the bum.
0: So, first email is from Jeremy, like the Pearl Jam song. Jeremy now. from San Diego, California. You don't know. You don't know Pearl Jam, do you? <laughs> I am I got a feeling that Rob doesn't even know Pro Jam. Heard of this Pro Jam. Thing. This this Eddie Biedder uh, <laughs> <laughs> from San Diego, Jeremy from San Diego, California. And Jeremy writes, I'm not even making fun of Jeremy's name or nothing. I'm getting right into it. Okay? Hit it. And Jeremy writes, I love the show, but a lot of times Rob isn't funny. Duh. Is, there, is there a reason for this? Well, hmm. Jeremy, I'll speak first. I would say more than a lot of times. Like most of the time. Most, most of the time, fun. yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's... It's because he's not funny. It's, yeah, you know, I was going to give you your own time to answer that instead of interrupting lying. But yeah, you can say, yeah, he's just... He's just uh, first of all, he is funny, but not on the show.
1: Yeah, not on the show.
0: <laughs> it seems like when that... <laughs> Go, sign is put up. He just goes, I'm not going to be funny tonight because I got a chip on my shoulder. Or some sort of idiotic answer like that.
1: When it starts uh, you generating some revenue, then I'll give you some funny.
0: We don't do things for money. Well, we do some things for money, but I'm on the show. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) there's always a first time for everything. So I guess your
0: answer is why you're not funny is that you're not paid to be funny.
1: not paid to be funny.
0: I like it. All right. You just paid to
1: We will uh, go that
0: one. Pain in the ass. Anyways. I hope
1: that answers your question, Jeremy.
0: That was, uh, I don't like questions about Rob, but I, I will read them. Because mm-hmm. They're oh, there. Questions for, about Rob aggravate people, and they aggravate me. Yeah, Rob's aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> he's aggravating. <laughs> he one of drives the people nuts. He does. But the prisoners. Make in him jail go like, away. He's got a huge following uh, with prisoners. I don't understand it. You think about it. How about those prisoners? Both prisoners, both female and male. I don't know.
1: Oh, the gals.
0: Yeah, I don't think that some of them are gals, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: even tough gals need lovin. That's what Oh, they're what I've tougher heard.
0: than tough. They're...
1: Yeah, they don't. They
0: don't choose if they they don't choose just because they're in prison to go that way. They were already that way. Before. They
1: were already that way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways, we're getting off the topic here. Uh, second email is from Josef from place unknown. But I'm going to say I want to say this, Rob, because of because of the name that is Josef,
1: Should we? I'm going
0: to say he's from Sweden because he didn't say where he's from.
1: Okay, so we're just going to sign an imaginary place for work. <laughs> I like
0: imaginary. it. There is a place called Sweden. <laughs> Maybe you should check your map okay. once or twice. Very
1: well. For purposes purpose of this discussion, we'll accept there is a Sweden. I guess
0: when we went to school, Rob didn't go to geography very well.
1: <laughs> geography. I know plenty about rocks.
0: So thank you, Josef, from Sweden, for your email. And if you're not from Sweden and are embarrassed, I said that you're from Sweden, then maybe you should have typed where you were from when you had the chance, you fricking Swede.
1: Yeah, then we can find other ways to embarrass you. (laughs) You've left us with very little, but our imaginations, you Swede. Anyway,
0: this is a really interesting question. This is, uh, this is one of the most interesting questions we have had on this show so far, Joseph writes, do androids dream of electric sheep? Wow, that's a stupid question. <laughs> that's why I liked it so much. is because I, I'm going to give Joseph a talking to right up his ass. Okay. One reason why it's stupid is that you stole that from Philip K. Dick's story title, yeah. which became the movie Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And you silly Swede, even though you may not be, but you silly damn Swede. To ask that question, you have to assume humans dream of sheep which I have never personally done, so why would androids do it? Humans count sheep to sleep. They don't dream of them. Now, if you had (laughs) thought that through before you wasted my time in answering this asinine question, then maybe all of us would have a happier Christmas. But now I've had to waste my time on this show and our listeners time to listen to this question when obviously you have no idea how humans, and you should be a human even though you're from Sweden, are sleeping. They don't dream of sheep, they count sheep. Rob, do you wanna add anything to, to this asinine question by this asinine Swede? Joseph, his
1: name is Joseph. <laughs> yes, his name is. Calm down,
0: calm down.
1: I'm forming a mental picture right now.
0: <laughs> is it an ass?
1: It's like a monkey monster with three asses. I
0: like that. Uh, anyways, uh, Merry Christmas, Joseph. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on listening. Uh, third email. Third email. We got more emails. People say, are you done? No, we're not done. This is just a third email.
1: We got hundreds of emails. No, we don't day. have hundreds of
0: emails. <laughs> <laughs> of emails. No, huh? That's a false claim. <laughs> 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 why well, you see in the movie, you use cars where they said, oh, I got hundreds of cars. And then they had to prove that they had hundreds of cars. Oh. Well, you don't have to prove we, we don't have hundreds. He made a mistake. He meant, oh, uh, forget it. <laughs> uh, third email is from, oh, it's a woman. Ooh. Are you sure? Yes, your name is Louise. Okay. From somewhere in Ontario, Canada, she didn't we'll specifically say Except she is. And the lovely and vivacious Louise. Louise, you you know, I don't I can just tell by how you're writing your question that you are an amazing woman. <laughs> Can't you feel that, Rob?
1: A terrific gal. A terrific gal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to write us more. Please feel free. It doesn't have to be a question. It can be like, you know, what what you do on Saturday nights and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) the lovely Louise, she asks, have you two ever thought, oh, look at this. Have you two ever thought of dating one of your listeners and where would you take them on a date? Well, I like I, I like the way you think, Louise. I really do. You you're a vixen, aren't you? I bet you I bet you you go around and they say, "Hey, Louise, you vixen, you go vixen." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna answer this first. I, I personally uh, probably would date uh, a listener after a vigorous background check to make sure the lady in question is not a psycho killer. Qu'est-ce que say? Fa 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 fa. So. fa 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 fa. And also, I would like some sort of health test. I think, and if you know what I mean, you know, like a health test. Right? A health test. Yes, a health yes. test for diseases a health test
1: to make sure that uh, if you are unhealthy or unhealthiness will not transfer to others.
0: Yes, like N- me. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and well, where would I take her? Well, I would take her to a cheap bar, just to see how well she can hold her booze. Cause that's always a good thing to find out before things get serious. You want to
1: know right away. Yeah. Want to
0: know right away how she can hold her booze, and uh, it's always a good first aid type of thing. <laughs> Sound like a real sleazoid, but actually, I'm doing this for the benefit of both of both of us—the girl and myself.
1: And this is being thought out.
0: So please, please, no thanks. I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this because I'm a good guy. By getting her (laughs) drunk. I'm doing this to help the relationship. And how can you criticize a man who just wants to help the relationship and not hurt it? Yeah, I mean, help is good. (laughs) Man, sometimes I just want to boom.
1: (laughs) I am not a wingman.
0: (laughs) Now, Rob, would you go out with one of our male listeners...
1: No, nope, but that makes our male <laughs> listeners no different from anybody
0: else. <laughs> you would not go out with one of our listeners. Rob's not gay. I just made that up as a joke.
1: Uh, no, but once again, I don't go out with anyone because uh,
0: you you uh, you adhere to the rules of the the Gregorian monks, as I as I remember.
1: The rules of the the guy she put on a desert island.
0: Anyways, <laughs> Rob would not. I would date. I would date uh, uh, somebody, uh, one of our listeners. I'd have to have a picture of cars, of cars. Uh, Rob would not uh, under any I circumstances. I would not.
1: Uh, no fault of the listeners. Just uh,
0: uh, I'm old. see, Rob thinks he's better old, than everybody else. See, I'm. I feel like I'm one with the listeners. Yeah. You feel you're better. I'm than I'm elevated
1: the and above. <laughs>
0: And to
1: go on a date with a listener would bring me down to that level, would it not?
0: Ah, oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, listeners,
1: <laughs> who are level beneath me.
0: Email number four. Number four. Number this is crazy. We've, we've never, never had four done emails four. on one show before. Well, you know what? It's Christmas time. I'm stopping this. What?
1: I'm stopping the show. Why? We've never done four.
0: Oh, you scared everybody. Now people turned it off because you did something stupid again. Merry Christmas, Rob. <laughs> 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 Don't do that because it's like you've done that before and I've had to stop the show because something went wrong. And then you do that and people go, oh, something went wrong. I bet you I better turn off the show. Uh. Wolf. Go Email ahead. number four. <laughs> See, I think you actually, with that, what you said, which is trying to enhance email number four, I think you drained it of all momentum. Drained it.
1: Let's skip email number four. Go
0: to number five. We don't have number Four is dead. How many emails do you think we get? <laughs> Hundreds. Email number four is from Guy or Guy. But I'm going to assume it's Guy because the email is sent from Montreal, Quebec. So Guy it is. But if it is Guy, which I don't think it is. Don't think but I if think it, is. it is Guy, we apologize, but I think it's Guy. Guy. Yeah. Hey, because Guy. he's if did I mention because he's from Montreal, Quebec? Yeah. yeah. Go Canadien? That's yeah. what you that's what you said. Or go no. Habs. Les Habitants. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always say. You take my you took my line. Sorry. Les habitants. So anyways, that's what I always say, and Rob took it because I I think he knows that I say it all the time. Yeah, you're the one I heard it from. (laughs) Now, Guy asks, will you be doing a segment on French music in the 1970s, either from Quebec or France? That's a very good question. But God, no, Guy. (laughs) That, That would be asking a little too much of your humble hosts. But I can guarantee you what our reviews would be for each album in that theme, if we were to do it, and I can tell you right now, without even listening, we would say things like "stinky" <laughs> and "god awful." And is there a god? <laughs> and if there is a god, then why was this album made? We, we, you know, we would we would do stuff like that. Oh, and my my best. This would be the best review we would have for for an album in French. This album is like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Any French album that I had to listen to, that would be the last thing I would say about all of them. I would say, this album is like a Pepe Le Pew.
1: And not a funny one.
0: And not a funny There's nothing funny <laughs> about it. Uh, anything you want to say, Rob, about French language albums? I
1: think... Uh, nope. Nope. Anything
0: you uh, would want me to say? that funny? You got nothing to say at all? Is not funny. You say, I, uh, I do you nothing. want this to be your last show ever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a little part of me, but then I'm thinking, well, what would I do then?
0: Would you, if I said, okay, we're doing a French language album, I know you would do it. Oh, you, know what you I do? like it? I think I'd say, why? <laughs> See, that's all I wanted to do.
1: Because half the album would be missing for us. I like the whole album.
0: Sing for us. I mean, like hearing the music,
1: but I say, "What's he singing about? Uh,
0: it's, why? Why is he singing in some sort of foreign tongue that I really don't want to hear?"
1: He's just—he's just making that gibberish. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying
0: I guess Guy you understand that uh, we're not going to be using any French albums and uh, reviewing them on the show because it's redundant because we told you what we would say already
1: yeah it'd be a bit of a handicap
0: for us yeah it's a handicap Yeah. thanks Guy have a good Christmas (laughs) yeah Merry Christmas hope you liked our answer now if you want to write to us then email your so-called question because the questions sometimes are so fucking lame and i hate to i'm not supposed to swear on our christmas show but these questions are so lame so
1: ask me anything you want i'll make something up
0: except louise louise had a. oh she's a spicy lady oh louise yeah spicy now if you yeah like i said if you are <laughs> louise, I, Ooh, louise, i like you louise now if you want to write to us then email your so-called question if you're a guy, you should not email any questions because <laughs> we will decimate you.
1: <laughs> that's called fair game.
0: <laughs> I don't know why anybody writes any questions because we almost decimate everybody. And it's just that that's the way we are. We're yeah, fun. We're fun loving. Yeah. But you know what? In our hearts, we wish them all a Merry Christmas. Yeah, without saying it. <laughs> without them knowing it Okay, again if you want to write to us then email your so-called question to sounds from the 70s at gmail.com that is sounds from the 70s at gmail.com not sound from the 70s I think I might have said that the first time but sounds from the 70s at gmail.com and uh, make sure that you send uh, return postage. <laughs> It's email. <laughs> I meant that as a joke, but I made myself laugh because I just thought of it. Yeah, make sure they yeah, always used to say that. Make sure you send return postage. Um, a self-addressed envelope. In the <laughs> seventies, a yeah. self-addressed it is self-addressed stamp envelope. envelope. Yeah. I love those days. A Stacy. Who is it? Stacy. A Stacy. <laughs> She's like well, well, self-addressed Oh, tentative. This is supposed to be our shining point of the year, the Christmas episode. And it, it's really turned into, I think we lost everybody by now. I think they've all turned to the gardening show. The Christmas gardening show. The Christmas gardening really show.
1: Yeah, we should be watching that. What are <laughs> no, we doing, don't watch what, it. We, what are we doing here? We listen to it, actually. Oh, we should be listening to it.
0: Which is, which is even worse. <laughs> uh, today's it's album it. we are reviewing is the 1975 Christmas album... From John Denver, called Rocky Mountain Christmas." Uh, interesting thing—we this is our fourth Christmas album, of course, because this is our fourth annual show. We have really batted a thousand here. We we've liked vi, we've liked very much all three previous albums. We've done. Uh, the, see I if I can remember. Two of them. See if I can remember. I remember oh, two of them. Uh, I okay. Let me see if I remember. We did the Jackson Five Christmas yep, album, which yep, we yep. really liked a lot. Last year we did The Elvis Sings The One of World Christmas which we really loved. First year, don't tell me. First year we did Oh, I think the best album still the best album of the three. Uh the Carpenters Carpenters Christmas, that's right. Which, uh, again we both loved. So we're batting a thousand. We have loved all the Christmas albums so far. Will this year stand the t- Will John Denver come and and Still keep that percentage at, at the same way. Will we love this record? We're going to tell you in a minute. But first,
1: a message from our sponsors.
0: <laughs> a message from Paul Lind and his Paul Lind Christmas. <laughs> hey everybody! <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my Paul Lind invitation in because I just don't do. It. <laughs> um, that's not actually good. I do much better than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't count. You got to once you get some material.
0: Oh yeah, I got to get yeah. some material. You guys are so funny. <laughs> That's
1: what the police said.
0: <laughs> See, you did it better than me. Uh now John Denver. I'm gonna pro- we're gonna do another John Denver album, of course, during the regular uh, thing hey, of the show.
1: A proper John Denver. A proper
0: album. John Denver album. But um just wanna tell you a little bit. So I don't I don't know how much of a back thing we're gonna do.
1: Yeah. A back thing. He's John Denver. You know John who John Denver, Denver is, you who John Denver is probably you don't.
0: He, during his lifetime, he probably took a lot of back things. But anyways, uh, he was born... That was very, that was very rude on Christmas. And I, I apologize it's Christmas. for that. That was not very rude. It's Christmas. Uh, he was born Henry John Duschendorf Jr. No jokes. On December 31st, 1943. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help but laugh. Duschendorf? I wonder... I wonder why he changed his name, um, and then he changed his name uh, as as he, when he became a musician to the place that he loved, which was in Colorado. So he changed his name to John Denver, and uh, that's the place that he stayed, I think, mo- his whole life. I'm not a John Denver aficionado, but uh, Colorado was uh, very much his home base. He might have moved to California. I don't know. Is it important? <sighs>
1: He People pressuring me, me, so pressuring me all the time. Pressure. me. That doesn't mean well, yeah, it. Doesn't mean
0: yeah, he I was, uh, he dropped out of Texas Tech in 1963 and moved to Los Angeles where he sang in folk clubs. And in 1965, he joined, and this is important, the Chad Mitchell Trio, replacing the Chad Mitchell. So they can't call themselves
1: Mitchell. They the can't Chad be the Mitchell Chad trio. Mitchell Trio without a Chad Mitchell.
0: But he permitted them to call themselves uh, the Mitchell Trio.
1: They should have had one of them change their name to Chad Mitchell. Be quiet.
0: So, <laughs> anyways, they released three albums. Sorry, excuse me. They released three albums. And then they went their separate ways. And then uh, John got a record deal with RC Records, which he was signed with RC Records for almost 20 years, I think, until um, the late 80s and he released his first album for RCA records in 1969 rhymes and reasons known uh in his early career at least uh for a song that i think is just amazing leaving on a jet plane oh yeah and there's a, he's actually recorded quite a few versions of that song he recorded it with the chad mitchell trio he recorded it on his own he recorded it again uh, for his greatest hits album he decided to redo it so he's recorded it many times. I actually love the Peter, Paul and Mary version. I don't love much about Peter, Paul and Mary, but I do love that version. And it's just a great song. It's, uh, it's just a great, great, fantastic song. In fact, it probably is in my top 50. I had I gave my top 30 songs, but it's actually such a, a, a immensely well-written song. That it would actually might be one of my, definitely in my top 100 songs of all time. And uh, and then he did a whole bunch of stuff. You you guys know all the stuff. Uh, Take me home, country roads. Sunshine on my shoulders. Annie's song. Thank God I'm a country boy.
1: Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah. Life ain't nothing but a funny funny riddle. Okay, don't do that.
0: So it throws me off. <laughs> that riddle thing always throws me off.
1: You get me all fired up. All fired up for <laughs> yeah. Denver.
0: Now you would think that now we we. I've made this point on every Christmas show. The 1970s were not a great time to make Christmas albums. It was a very lean time for Christmas. A very unhip time to make Christmas albums. Uh, now you... There was probably... Every year since, I think, the new millennium, there's been more Christmas albums released every year than were done with the whole 1970s. Uh, now it's like super So hip. a lot of people... I think one of the things is why I didn't. John Denver released a Christmas album before 1975. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a cool thing, and uh, that's all I can say. It wasn't a thing you did, and it sold a lot of records, uh, unless it was really good. And were, like like I said, we reviewed three records, and they were excellent on this show. Yeah. So it's kind of strange, but I I don't know why. Like I say. You Know three albums. There's three albums released a week, and it probably will be this year of a Christmas album. And uh, there's going to be lots of Christmas albums. It just wasn't a time you had to live in that era to realize it just wasn't a time to release Christmas albums, it just was not a commercial viable thing at that point. I think if you were making a Christmas
1: album, you were making friends with the grown ups.
0: There was that uh that's a good point i think it was just a very heady time for albums and christmas albums were not considered uh art art yes yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to say i think the carpenter's christmas album is art it, it actually I, I don't want to go back and review it but it had no interruptions it had segues between the songs i thought it was a very artistic album let alone uh for a christmas album just an album on itself um So that proved that wrong. And people did. We have been proven in every show, we, every Christmas special we do, that people were making good Christmas albums. There just wasn't a huge audience. I think if I go back in time uh, and remember, a lot of people just bought a lot of old Christmas albums, like Bing Crosby and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, it was the older generations... Finding the older generation. Yes, you know what? It. The
0: older generation had to kind of like depart, which they hadn't yet. Yeah, they was they were still around, and that's what they they did. Once the younger generation became the, excuse me, uh, chew <coughs> became. We should edit that out, but we won't because we won't. that's a Christmas thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas sneeze. <laughs> uh, is that that's terrible to leave that in, but we promised that we wouldn't do any editing in this show. We're going to this is the first and only show we do. No editing at all. No editing. And no editing. So, uh the younger crowd didn't want Christmas albums basically because like Rob said they weren't hip. They weren't in at the time and they weren't considered art. And the new the older audience didn't really want to buy albums from the people that were out there. They wanted to buy Dean Martin and and Frank Sinatra. <laughs> And Bing Crosby. So it was a it was really a dearth of Christmas albums in the 70s but getting to this album uh, this album is is really um, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I listened when I put this album on the first time I said oh god (laughs)
1: <laughs> another christmas album with all the it, it, same it, I songs had a
0: little bit of that i had a little bit of oh this is gonna be you know i don't i don't like that voice i gotta listen to like a whole week of that voice and it seemed like another christmas album and then by the, kind of like the end of the first side halfway through the first side and into the second side it, it especially on the second and third lessons, it it turned into something much different than I thought it was. I guess I had a bad attitude, to be honest with you, like I have with almost every Christmas show we do and the album that we have to uh, review is that this is actually uh, a very moody Christmas album. And it's very cerebral. And I really like that. It's not one of those albums. I and mean, you get used to his voice because if you haven't heard his voice for years, it's kind of whiny and it gets on your nerves and then you just, by the third song, you get used to it and it's not, it's actually a pretty good voice. It, it's a pretty good voice. It never goes out of tune. I don't mean it's like it's a great voice. He's
1: got uh, that vibrato he uses yes. when he's singing. It's just, he he's exceptional at that.
0: He is exceptional mm-hmm. at that. You wow. don't realize it till you're used to his voice and then you realize, wow, he can... He doesn't go out of tune. He doesn't, he he actually has total command of his voice. And that is a little bit awe-inspiring by the time you actually get used to it. And so I was really actually quite moved by this record in that it was a record that, uh, I, I missed the tab. <coughs> I knew I would miss a tab. There's a tab Aha. I wanted, to, so I might. I just realized it, so I might have to make you really quick uh, take over for. I should keep
1: the audience entertained with tales from my life.
0: No, it's okay. I might not have to do that. So, <laughs> but I was really moved by how moody this album was, and not moody in a sense that it's dark. There is a darkness to this album, surprisingly.
1: A little bit, but there,
0: yeah, a little bit. But it's cerebral. And it's, it's an album. And I swear to God, I said this, I'm going to, I wrote the script. I had my review all set. Then I went to All Music and I was wondering what their review was. Uh, even though I had written the script already and they had said what I was going to say on the show. I'm not lying. It's true. Uh I said to myself, and I said, I gotta say this on the show because this is what this record sounds like. And they quoted it word for word almost. They said this album was perfect for Late Nights by the Fireside. And I swear to God, I said I said I was gonna say that on the show. Then I read that and I was going, wow, that's exactly almost word for word what I thought of this album. Perfect for Late Nights by the Fireside. This is not one of those albums that's syrupy and sentimental and you sing with your family or it's got lots of strings or any of that stuff it's very low-key but it's friendly
1: it's friendly it's not harsh anywhere it's not either. harsh
0: um, it's friendly it, could you could you add that because it's a hard album to describe because it's very low-key but it's not like it's it's depressing it's just that it's if somebody grabbed a guitar and the lights were low and you had family members around or just a couple of people around and the fireplace is going and he started to play songs on his guitar that's a lot like it would be like at about 11 o'clock at night uh when everybody's gone home and all the christmas presents have been opened or christmas eve something like that as everybody's ready to go to bed and but they they want like entertainment this that's this is what this album reminds me of And there's no better depiction. And I love albums where the cover perfectly depicts the music inside. And this does, it has a beautiful, I don't know if it's a picture or drawing. I think it's a drawing. Yeah, it's a drawing of the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, but it's right at dusk. So it's not one of these blazingly sunny days. It perfectly, you even see the lights in the windows Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, of the houses in the village of Aspen, and it perfectly encapsulates the album. I love when 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 a record encapsulates what's inside. You know, the record cover encapsulates what's inside, and I give kudos for that. I think that's marvelous because there is no better way to describe what this album sounds like than the cover, and. Um, it starts out uh, with a couple of uh, of things which are. God, well, it starts out actually with a song I didn't like at first, but I really started to like after my second and third lessons, which is a John Denver original called Aspen Glow, which is actually a song he wrote on one of his earlier albums, and he decided that it was very Christmassy, so let's put it on here. I really like that song. Uh, he does, uh, you know, there's that, and then it got in. The, the the only low part of this album for me was he got into the to the post twentieth century songs of you know like just us roasting out, open fire the only upbeat song in this whole album Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and, and I hate there. that song I really don't like that song I don't I don't like anything about it. And a little bit of an upbeat "Silver Bells," but actually kind of a mixture of slow and upbeat. Not really upbeat like they use oh, "Silver Bells." Silver yeah, Bells. His is.
1: guitar picking uh, is more upbeat, in that uh, you know he's playing uh, quarter notes and eighth notes and 16 notes. And then I'm listening to the uh, the drums of the piano, and they're just boom,
0: boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's what I was saying. There's, but you 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 put a, a nail right on right on the head there when you said that. The hammer on and when you said that it was there were parts of it that were that were more friendly and and jolly, but then there was also accompaniment on silver bells that were more downbeat and uh, and you could hear the mixture yeah you can hear that there's a song of jubilance wanting to break out but it's but kept it's not at a certain <laughs> energy level a certain yes. tempo a certain it's keeping it right in the middle where I think he wants it he doesn't want it downbeat and he doesn't want it upbeat he wants it right in well, the middle.
1: the one thing that Rudolph there um, uh, I was listening and uh, there's about a part where there's some solos being passed around uh, like maybe for two or four bars each and uh there was those little solo parts are really mixed down quite a ways like so as not to grab too much attention. Yeah,
0: interesting. I didn't catch that, but that's very interesting. Uh, so yeah, after we Christmas get through Souls. that part, which I thought was, you know, when I first listened to it, it's gonna be all like this, because uh it's kinda of like it's kinda of like just kids' music so far. You know what I mean? Um but then it goes it 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 takes it takes it really takes a turn for the second side. But on the last two songs on the first side after after the first four songs we just mentioned, Aspen Glow being my, uh, I think, the, my, even though I like Just Us Roasting on an Open Fire, it's just I've heard it six million times. But Aspen Glow is really nice. Then you got uh, a really, one of the most downbeat Christmas songs I've ever heard, which is Please Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas.
1: <laughs> That's the one that kind of stands out on this record. It does stand out. Because I measure all my Christmas albums by... Could I put them on and have them playing in the background, and would they uh, <laughs> get negative attention or positive attention, or just be there doing their job of providing cheery Christmas music yeah. that you don't? And you don't
0: expect this kind of song from John Denver. He didn't write it. It is a cover tune. I don't know what uh, who did it first. I, I I don't care. So I didn't check. Yeah, I thought uh, a <laughs> usually be, I check these sort of things. So it didn't it didn't it, it, it just it just didn't seem to matter with me because it seemed like a John Denver song. And what I liked about it. Is that of course just the title alone makes you think of you know, don't get drunk, on, but it has more to it than that. It has don't get drunk on Christmas because you know,
1: I don't want to see mama cry, I don't
0: want to see mama cry, and you know that she's not just crying because you're ruining Christmas, that there's way more than that. Probably at that time in the 70s, it probably may have hit her a couple of times. It's. It has a lot of layers. It has a lot of deeper layers. I'm just assuming that, of course. That's my interpretation. That, I, I, I
1: get the uh, the, uh, the mental picture. He's been, uh, you know, drinking for a while and getting worse. And, uh,
0: yes, and he's getting worse. Yeah. And uh, it it's surprising. You think a John Denver album would be uh, extremely upbeat all the way through. First of all, the album is not as cerebral. But second of all, to have such a downbeat song... Yeah, this uh, is the one that definitely stands out. uh, It definitely stands out as, wow, this is not your normal Christmas album. Uh, This is not your Andy Williams type of Christmas album. This is like, please, Dad, you don't get drunk. And it's serious. This is no joke. This is like, this guy (laughs) comes home and... He does. He, Comes home he ruins quarter his quarter after Christmas.
1: eleven, and then passes out under the Christmas tree. Oh like, yeah, like that's
0: what it says. I'm, that's what the song says. That's not funny. I'm with you the know? son on
1: this one. Once is funny. Multiple times is cruel. Multiple times is cruel. <laughs> and you probably
0: know that he beats his wife, and that he's not good with his kid when he's drunk, and that's but really sad. And so it's it's it, that's when the album turns. And then there's my favorite song on the album because it's also kind of cerebral and dark even though it tries to have a positive message which is Christmas for Cowboys. Yeah, that's
1: the Cowboy Christmas song, yeah.
0: Which which is really about, again, a song not written by John Denver but definitely a song that John Denver could have written. And it's not, it, it's almost a lie which is the song is about, oh, we're satisfied And there is beautiful images. We're satisfied with having the open air and, uh, you know, riding our horses. But underneath that, you get the sadness of they're all alone at Christmas. And that's just bullshit, what they're saying. Yeah, they are happy to be out there, but they're sure happy to be more happy. They had family and wives. Yeah,
1: Christmas is more fun with other people than it is with just cattle.
0: So that, exactly. (laughs) And they mentioned that, I got my cattle. And, you know, you get that underlying feeling that even though they're, it's sung in the, in the point of of the cowboys that they're bullshitting that they're just they're just kidding themselves that they do love being out in in the in the prairies and and out with the animals but they're just making excuses to hide their to hide their uh pain and that's right. why it's such a powerful song to me and and it's and it's and it's just extremely, and and the song is it's not just because the words are powerful the the music's powerful, it's a very it's a really good, it's my favorite song in the album. it's a song I would play all the time just as a good song you seem to disagree but that's okay oh no no no, I just uh, (laughs) Um,
1: I'm struggling a bit, it was a long day what? I said I'm struggling a bit, it was a long day
0: oh, I get what you mean Uh, uh, yeah um And then we get to the second side and the second side now relates almost entirely on pre 20th century music, which is interesting because it, it is really different and it gets really cerebral and kind of low key. You got a way in a manger, which is, uh, you know, nice, but it's also very, it's also very stark. It's also very kind of like almost these songs are done in a minor key and downbeat. Uh, what child is this? Again, a traditional song uh, is when you hear just one guy sing it instead of like a, a choir. A choir. Which you hear, it's very weird, <laughs> and weird in a good way. But but weird. And uh, and then he does a really traditional song called the, the Coventry Carol, which I admit I've never heard before. But it tells it tells the tale of Jesus, but it also tells tells how Herod killed all the the young children. Uh, the first that were born, born, born at child that time of, uh... the firstborn child which uh, is pretty dark for uh, a Christmas tune uh, I was surprised by that Oh uh, Holy Night again lots of great tune but also very cerebral Silent Night, Holy Night same thing uh, it's it's very around the campfire type of one guy singing. I thought his
1: voice was really good on that one.
0: It, you know, his voice is really good on this whole album. It really is. Yeah. It, it, and it seems that these songs or the key he's doing it in or the method that he's doing it in really suits his voice to a T on this album. And Silent Night, Holy Night is really a, a prime example of that. Um, and then he does a song he wrote to end the album which again, I like. It's kind of slight, because it seems fast, as far as fast as and It seems like he should have more to say, but he kind of... By the way, that's another point that I want to make is that these songs do not overstay their welcome. They're basically two and th- two and a half minutes long at what the most. What is it,
1: 12 songs and it's 30 minutes of music.
0: Yeah, it's 30 minutes of music. And I like that because I think one of the sins that you can make with making a Christmas record is to have too many songs on there or make it too long. It is a subject or songs that a lot of people know already. So yeah. you you don't want to make it a long album.
1: What are you gonna do? Write some new material?
0: Exactly. Which he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean write some new stuff and album. Well, oh, I know what you mean. There. Yeah.
0: Um, so he's not, you know, a oh, baby just like you I really like is written for his son and it, it's very nice. It's kind of slight. It's not, it's not a big song. It's not, but this whole album is not big. It's just, it's done just like the other songs, kind of like just his guitar and very sparse backing. And uh, I ended up really, really liking this album. I thought it, uh, it shed a light on John Denver that I may not know. I, I don't know much about John Denver. If you grew up in the 70s, John Denver was not cool. At all. And you didn't listen to him except for his singles. No, the, uh, he was
1: uh, appreciated a lot more by the country crowd than uh, the right. uh, the uh, popular music or the singer-songwriter crowd.
0: I'm not going to just say what his other albums are like because that would be wrong. Um, his albums in the 70s may be good. Uh, we will find out when we, when we review one. But um, if he has as much intelligence and... Um, Ingenuity as he does on this album, uh, it may be an overlooked uh, side of music that I I would like to uh, listen to more. I just uh, you never know. Sometimes you never know if somebody got bashed a lot because yeah, his songs were sometimes syrupy. But who knows? Maybe maybe there's something there that we missed. I remember when he died. He died. If anybody, I I think everybody remembers, but. He died in his, he was an avid builder of planes, little light planes. Those little uh, ultralights, yeah. Ultralights, aeroplanes and type things. And, and unfortunately, he uh, crashed the plane and died quite young. I remember my mom being very sad. And I remember the world being quite, ta- a lot more taken by it than I thought they were Than you be. thought, yeah. Yeah, and they showed his his concerts on, on PBS a lot at the time. Like, seemed like constantly... And, and It took a long time for people to get over John Denver being being gone. and it made me realize even at that time, maybe I should explore this a little bit more because uh, and especially listening to this album, maybe there's a lot more to John Denver than I gave him credit for when I was a kid who wanted to listen to punk rock all the time. Well, his voice and so, just reminds
1: me of like with some you know twelfth or thirteenth century balladeer or uh, the, the minstrel. It does a minstrel, yeah yeah. So that's why it's kind of a uh, contrast a bit with the the rock and roll music I grew up with. He sounds uh, centuries removed.
0: Yes, and maybe that's not what we wanted to hear. But I,
1: I, I do enjoy his songwriting. He's, a, I think, a smart songwriter.
0: I, I agree. I, I'm really anxious to, away from this show, even though we will be doing an album of his, obviously, uh, and maybe very soon, uh, But I'm very anxious to listen on my own to a couple of his albums because maybe because, you know, when you get tagged with that, and I know the Carpenters got tagged with being, and I love the Carpenters, I don't care what people say, I think the Carpenters are fantastic. Yes, they got a little bit too syrupy, they were a little bit too sentimental, and yes, it depended too much on Karen Carpenter's voice, who I think is just absolutely amazing and one of my favorite vocalists of all time, men or women or aliens or anything.
1: She makes me listen. I cannot, she makes
0: me listen to every song. I cannot I, ignore her. I cannot <laughs> ignore her. I, Rob Rob can't say it better. We had we had huge praise for their Christmas album because of how smart it was. And you know what? When you denigrate a band like the Carpenters or whoever who are kind of playing M.O.R. at the time, you kind of think they're not smart. And this is a smart album by John Dever. I think this is a very smart album. When somebody does a smart album cover to match the smart album that they've done, there's something to this guy. I'm sorry, there is. Because every other Christmas album would have the guy smiling or the girl smiling on it. And the typical, he's wearing a, a, a Santa Claus hat or whatever, something stupid exactly yeah, Rob just made a, a face. dumb smile said, uh, I, I agree or you get one of those Andy Williams albums and I'm not criticizing I'm just saying that these are people who are not very inventive in marketing or, or making their out they just want to put a whole bunch of Christmas songs out there and so they put the guy smiling yeah. or the woman smiling and that's when you've got picture.
1: an album cover that matches the album you know someone has had some thoughts on that mm-hmm.
0: you're intelligent and you care a lot about what you're releasing mm-hmm. and what you're showing to the public and I got that immediately once I heard this album. I thought, you know what, this guy, this guy may be a lot more than I ever thought he was. And I don't know what to give this album because it's a Christmas album. And it, uh, I'm gonna give it four stars. I was only gonna give it three, but I'm gonna give it four stars because there's there's just so much smarts on this album. And like Rob said, very very eloquently, he speaks, he sings his whole song like a minstrel. And that's really hard to do. Because, yeah, it's you know,
1: it's hard to put your finger on like uh, what he's doing there, uh, because you know a vibrato. i never really associated it with the actual up and down wavering as uh, the, the, a musical thing. It's just a, a thing that I was taught in college. You did uh, to uh, the, the when you're singing a note. To uh, if you're slightly off, it uh, puts you on or makes you sound close. Closer, so I just viewed it as kind of a mechanical crutch, but he uh, used it as a as a musical instrument almost, and
0: he did. And once you get used to it by the, like I said earlier, by the third song, you realize how great of an instrument how he's using that instrument, just like his guitar. And you realize, wow, like he's using that instrument in such a way, his voice, that it 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 makes you for it. it you get used to it, but you also get intoxicated by it because it's. It's different, but he knows what he's doing. He's smart. I don't think anybody ever accused John Denver being dumb. That's one thing <laughs> they never accused him of. They thought he was a lot more they, in the oh, sentence, he They wore thought glasses. he was pretty simple. They found <laughs> out that you know he was actually a very deep guy. Uh, when he died, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of it came out when he died. Like, oh, you know what? He had a lot of problems and stuff like that. They I didn't notice
1: when he was alive. His songwriting was was varied. Yes. As a the country stuff you wouldn't pick up as the, the same guy who did um, uh, sunshine.
0: Uh, sunshine on your shoulders. And stuff yeah, like it
1: sounds that. like it comes from a different writer.
0: But you take a song like "Leaving of a Jet on a Jet Plane" and it sounds a lot like this. It sounds like it it has that wistful balladeer quality about it. Uh, but then I guess you know that's a, a great like he wasn't he didn't just write one type of music. It may not have been rock and roll. Who cares? But he wrote like country songs, he wrote wistful ballads, he wrote up-tempo songs. I think the best thing about this record is that I came in, like we always never should do, but I came in expecting some sort of Andy Williams upbeat record through the whole thing with choirs and strings and. Oh, I hate here you that. go.
1: Here's your Christmas album. Boom! It's got all the Christmas stuff. Enjoy.
0: Exactly. There you go. I hope it sells a million <laughs> records. So, uh, Excuse me. I got to go do something important and it, now. Was it? It's actually a piece of art. Is what he's trying to create uh, in his own way. Uh, yeah, he may laugh it. at that comment. <laughs> I, thinking of John Denver, but hey, in his own way, he can do it, and it all stems from his album cover, and it stems from how he he could have made this into a, a an Andy Williams record. He easily could have done that and sold a million records but he had a vision about how he wanted this record to sell or or to project to the world and it wasn't just ho 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 uh frosty the it's lady. christmas feel good yeah. there you go have a nice day <laughs> yeah exactly it, it's and actually except for rudolph the red Nose reindeer there's there's nothing exactly there's nothing really upbeat uh about this album and, and uh yeah, I give it four stars. I'm very, I'm very impressed, and I'm glad that he extended our streak for another year at, <laughs> of albums, Christmas albums that we really like. You, uh, you're, I
1: gave it four stars because I actually I liked it. Uh, I wasn't expecting. No, I was expecting to be indifferent to it. I wasn't expecting to dislike it. I was expecting it just to be another Chris album, Christmas album you put on and it's background music and uh, it's filler. So but
0: I. I, I expected everything you said, and I expected you to say the same thing.
1: I enjoyed uh, listening to his voice. Uh,
0: this is before we heard it, by the way. I expected before we heard it that, oh, me and Rob are going to tear into this thing this week. <laughs> Damn, it's that a shame. we're going to tear into Christmas Denver
1: seems a good guy. <laughs> it's a shame what we're going to have to do to him.
0: <laughs> and here we are praising him up and down. But you know what? If you deserve it, you deserve it.
1: I've noticed with the Christmas albums, uh, the artists, uh, they seem to have brought their A-game.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't that true? That is so true. Like everybody who who we had in the previous shows, uh, the the uh, Jacksons uh, uh, Elvis. made an incredible album. Elvis, uh, who these are people that don't need to make like an, an incredible album, and yet they put their artistic conviction about it. Uh, the carpenters and, and were Car- incredible, and the carpenters made one of the best albums ever. Uh, just. You know, and it's a Christmas album, and it was very artistic. It never, it had no uh, things in between the songs. It had little seeks between the songs. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, it's just amazing how we've been very lucky so far to come across uh, four albums that are very in a, in a I... decade that we considered. Uh, a, a dirge of Christmas music the four <laughs> albums we re- we reviewed have been anything but a dirge to listen to
1: I think we got lucky four times next one's going to be a stinker
0: yeah let's hope so come I on really, I, you know <laughs> I know that I always say we hate to uh, dump on an album dump on an album but once in a while it yeah, is yeah it's a release <laughs> It's an acknowledgement
1: that bad recordings exist. And
0: we want to prove that there are bad Christmas albums out there. That in the 70s, they couldn't have all been good Christmas albums, damn it. Um, uh, so that is our Christmas show for this year. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, don't do that. Don't scare the kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't scare the kids. Uh, we hope you
1: They deserve a good scare.
0: <laughs> Rob has a tendency to scare children. Uh, we hope you had a good time and had lots of eggnog and, uh, prezzles. whatever else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pops. Christmas. <laughs> good and super bowls. Now we will be back three weeks from now during the first week of January or something like that. So to all our listeners and well to everybody uh have a great Christmas and an amazing new year. Uh it'll be when we come back it'll be 2023 which I don't know if that's in the no we're not to go into the Gregorian calendar or in the <laughs> astrotherial calendar but uh we do wish everybody uh to stay safe this Christmas and to party hardy.
1: Party hardy. <laughs>
0: And we're going to serenade you out this this special show. We've got to sing. uh, With not our theme song, but with us singing with our hearts and our love.
1: And this is one for the season.
0: May your Christmas be like Christmas this Christmas. May your Christmas be just like Christmas this Christmas, and your new year, bring a new year to you.